to the Onyx Pathcast. I am this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are my co-hosts, Dixie Cochran. Hello. And Matthew Dawkins. Hello. You sound so perky, Matthew. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. I, I've been uh, practicing the Neil Breen way of speaking. Which is... I, I'm sure that will come in handy uh, when you run all the They Came From Breen's Brain. Yeah, I imagine he's the kind of person who might be quite litigious. So if if I I don't know why, I just have a feeling he might be. Uh, so <laughs> if I do fateful findings, the RPG, he may complain. Um, so I'd have to call it something like doomed destinies instead. <laughs> Fatal foundings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, between the Neil Breen movies and stuff like the the Tommy Wiseau films, is there kind of a genre of early 2000s bad auteur films? Yeah. I mean, like, like, you could throw in a a Birdemic in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's, there were quite a few, especially a lot of the the sci-fi originals, which since then have gotten better. But the first hmm. like wave of them in like the the you know mid aughts was really bad. I, I think you could do most of those with the extant games. Well, see, I draw a fairly thick line between uh, movies that are almost designed to be bad, where the right. director knows that what they're making is a cheap pile of crap, and you know they're just doing what they can for a paycheck. And all all credit to them, it's not an easy job. Uh, and and the ones where the director or writer or producer or whoever it happens to be genuinely believes in this right. piece of trash. And that there's a part of me that feels guilty for mocking those movies. And yet I think that there is a there's a lot more to mock when when a movie has heart in it if if the director is clearly trying to convey a message yeah. I, I i certainly feel that way about uh, christian films and i don't say this is any way anti-christian it just so happens that the most a lot of christian movies that i've watched over the years are terrible you know incredibly ham-fisted in the way they're trying to right. deliver their their message and yet almost certainly the people who are behind it the sort of kevin sorbos and dean canes of the world genuinely believe the often quite far right christian message that they're trying to deliver via yeah. melissa joan hart's uh, dialogue uh, so they're name dropping all my uh, connections in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you're not connected to Kevin Sorbo or Dean Cain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like that's that's why I put Birdemic in there is because that's one of those where the director genuinely thought he was making a scary horror movie. Mm. Um, he just had, I, I guess, zero budget, um, and the whole movie is green screen. Um, and the birds are animated gifs, and it's uh, really bad. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, if 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 y'all have not seen Birdemic, you should see it at some point because it is truly nightmarishly terrible. Um, but the, the the director thought he was making a really good horror movie mm. at the time. Um, he's a big Hitchcock fan, so it was like his like oh, homage to the birds yeah. to the point that in one of his previous movies he actually had Tippy Hedren in one, and oh. all, all of his movies are bad. Um, but he used footage from that movie in Birdemic so that he could build Tippy Hedren mm. as the like second build actor in Birdemic when wow. she's not even in it. It's just like, like archival footage. 
Oh, it's so it's it, it's so bad. But that is another one like the room where the director clearly like was serious about it and has mm. since embraced that it's bad. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. has since kind of gone like, okay, yeah, I know. But you know, for the first little bit there, the first couple of showings they had of the movie, no one knew how bad it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I think um that last thing, Neil Breen, I mean we're not on legend law yet, but damn it, we'll get there. Um <laughs> Right. He he does believe. He still believes in I think the quality of of the message he's conveying, if not the material that's on screen. I'm sure he is aware that cinema cinematically his movies could be better, but I think there's a certain earnestness to his uh, to his career that is on one hand warming. <laughs> Uh, and on the other, it's oh god. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's how I feel about Scott Shaw. I, I don't know if he's, if you've seen any of his films. No. Oh, I get to introduce Matthew Dawkins to Scott Shaw. Oh no! Um, Please do. This, 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 this is very exciting for me. Uh, Scott Shaw practices what he calls Zen filmmaking, which is where right. you make a film with no script. Um, oh, no. and he also stars in a lot of his movies. Mm. Um, he's, he's, he's actually a really advanced, like, martial artist, but he was in a movie called the, like, uh, from 1991 or so called The Rollerblade 7. Um, and then he did Return of the Rollerblade 7, uh, Legend of the Rollerblade 7. Uh, okay, I'm uh, seeing a Vam- trend here. Vampire Boulevard, Max Hell Frog Warrior, which is also known as Hell Comes to Frogtown Three. Oh well, I've I've seen oh I've I've seen Hell Comes to Frogtown, but not 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 the. I don't the... think it's an official sequel. <laughs> I would rather um, not. But like many of his movies have become like strange cult hits because mm. they are just so weird. They don't like they there's no script, but the people aren't like professional improvers. Yeah, it's just. It's a Zen film. There's 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 no script. There's a rough plot. They improvise the rest. It's very strange. They are very strange movies. I highly recommend The Rollerblade Seven. It is okay. very funny. Intentionally so, or no? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it is it is weird and psychedelic and just all over the fucking place. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it's strange. It's got he he uses Joe Estevez in a lot of his movies. Who is uh, Martin Sheen's younger brother? <laughs> okay. Um, so you get like low rent Martin Sheen. <laughs> and who doesn't want low rent Martin Sheen? That's right? like when Frank Stallone would appear in those kinds of movies. Uh, as well. I think I think Frank Stallone is in some of these movies, it, actually. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. A lot of these actors went on to appear in the Tim and Eric show in uh Yeah, yeah. In in well, send ups of themselves. I, I can only assume they realized they were send ups, but I don't know. Uh, the Tim yeah. and Eric show is a bit strange. Either way, I, we have to get to our topic, obviously, yes. but I do recommend that you watch a Scott Schaub film if, if you can find one for, you know, free or reasonably cheap. Actually, before we, we go in, I, I was, it got me thinking now. I was like, I was, I was going to ask if there are tabletop RPG equivalents of something a author has written that is they, they believe is a fantastic game. and Vampire and, and Death. Not, and, and I was going to say, it's like, there, 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 there's something about it, also a World of Cinnabar. Yep, yep. All the Cinnabar um, stuff. Fatal. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, the problem is a lot of these slide to hateful, and they're not yes. fun. No, um, they're not fun. Uh, I, uh, but but like, there are some that are like fun despite themselves. And then World Cinnabar is the only one that really comes to mind. I would say that once you get 
to a certain point, Riffs kind of hits that. Because mm. once you add on a couple of the supplements, it's it makes so little sense. Like, I, I were playing a game of Riffs with some of my friends once where they had, like, all of the source books at the time. This was, like, maybe in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And I made just the most ridiculous character. Like, she was from another planet, and she had psychic powers, and she had a motorcycle, and her armor was a trench coat. Because I was 17 or 18, okay? But sure, whatever. right. But, no, like, we'll I that. made it, like, we all made these characters that were just gonzo. But yeah. we had a good time. But, the, like, the plot ended up making almost no sense. Because all of us made our weird bespoke characters. Mm-hmm. And that actually reminds me a little bit of, like, Zen filmmaking. Where it's like... We, we we came together with a vague idea of what was happening, and then it just went strange from there. Right, and that, that's actually what, what the Zen filmmaking got me thinking about that, is because it does. there's a lot of commonality with, with that idea of we're going to get together, we're going to improv and see which story emerges to some kinds of tabletop role-playing games. Like, oh yeah, these days I tend to run relatively structured games just because I try to hit a certain time limit because... Most of we're all older now, and so playing the same game for several years is not as appealing as it once was. But right. when I was younger, absolutely, it would be yeah, let's get together and play Cyberpunk twenty twenty. Um, everyone make what here, use all the books. I don't care, just make whatever. And then next thing you know, two years later, you're you're hacking into moon satellites and uh, you know, with mechs running around, and it's like, wait, what what happened to this game? Uh, I think the for me when it's when it's in the TTRPG sphere, I guess it's similar to movies. It it requires a, a certain auteur's vision behind it for it to become that kind of game that Mm -hmm. uh, and i you know and i say this again knowing that it is difficult to put a game together i do have sympathy for people who have tried and then crashed on the landing pad but the that that there's certainly a contingent of people out there who probably think that about the world of darkness and chronicles of darkness that if you have a game that is trying to deliver a message even if it's a subtle one and it's often less subtle, or it's definitely less subtle, when the author is uh, speaking to you in sidebars throughout the book to tell you what this mm. means is this, and this is the way you should be playing that. Uh, and for some people, that works perfectly well. Uh, for other people, it's a complete turnoff. And uh, to use Vampire the Masquerade as an example, I saw a bunch of... Um, lovely uh people <laughs> on on twitter the other day uh slamming v5 for its anti-fascist message in the opening uh, right. you know just within the cover because at that point they felt like well this artistic message is completely misdirected you know it goes over our head you're putting us off now i wouldn't mock vampire for that but clearly some people feel it infects the entire material just because the author has tried to put a message in there. Now, you compare that to something like D&D or GURPS or something that is, I guess, more toolbox-like, it's very difficult to mock something that is built as a framework uh, rather than as a, I guess, set narrative. Right. Right. Um, and that's actually a good segue because one of the things that I think um, Legend Lore does pretty well is that um, it, we're, we're pretty open about inclusivity, but there's a there's a, a reason behind it. It's not arbitrary. It's the if you want to play yourself in this game, 
we literally have to be as inclusive as possible. We have to consider all permutations so yeah. that people can play themselves in this game. Yep, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to be in awe on how well uh, Stephanie Van and her team did with taking this 30-year-old comic and not only updating material, but also making sure there's, there's a wide variety of options to play in the game without being necessarily heavy-handed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I see that Matthew Dawkins wrote on it, so... I just slotted my name in there because I had to write a tiny bit of fiction at the end. It's uh, pure ego. I've got no control over the direction of this book. That's with Steffi. <laughs> Director of Matthew Dawkins, edited by Matthew Dawkins. Matthew Dawkins actually invented Caliber Comics when he was like 12. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. He went back in time. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're going to make uh, Legend Lore characters today. That is our plan. Um, this is atypical of our usual, uh, character creations. Although if you want to see our usual character creations outside of the Pathcast 16, I have done a six episode series called building character. All those episodes by the time you listen to this should be up on YouTube or near mm -hmm. enough. Um, and then, uh, so you can see a sense of how we usually make characters from core rule book. This is a D and D source book legend lore is. So I have to use the, the D and D players handbook and since there are no PDFs of the 5e version. I'm using a physical copy, one of the first printings of 2014. And it's interesting to see how things have changed over the past eight years with in the DD space. Uh, but uh, according to the player's handbook, the first step is to choose a race, although Legend Lore uses the term people, and that's what we'll use going forward. Um, so we can choose uh, any of the peoples here and how uh, crossing works real quick. I know we've talked about it in uh, the interview with Steffi, but to recap, um, you turn into someone that can fit in this setting. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can become one of the people when you cross over. So you don't necessarily have to be human. Right. Although you can certainly be human if you want to. However, Eddie and I made ourselves uh, when, when we did Legend Lore on Building Character recently. Right. So for the purposes of this one, Eddie and I are going to be making characters from the realm mm -hmm. who are already fantasy characters. And Matthew will be making whoever he chooses to make that is a crossed over character. Yes. Right. Um, it may be himself. It may be somebody else. I don't know if Matthew has anyone in particular in mind. It will be somebody else. <laughs> oh? Yes, I know. Would you believe it? Uh, and I say this only because I recently played in a Legend Lore game where I did have to create myself, and I don't really want to do it again. Uh, so, mm -hmm. for you know, I hated what I saw. Uh, so <laughs> I, the mirror uh, is harsh. Yes, it was Disco Elysium <laughs> all over again. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. I have uh, died from looking in the mirror in that game before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, if the uncomfortable chair doesn't kill you. Right, yes. right. Pulling your tie down will. Uh, so... Anyway, uh, I'm going to be creating the Legend Lore version of Macho Man Randy Savage here. <laughs> mm -hmm. First name Macho, last name Man. Yeah! Wasn't he the Slim Jim guy? Dig it! Yes. Okay, that's like what I know him as, is like screaming at me to snap into a Slim Jim when I was like nine. Snap into it! So I'm assuming <laughs> you are going to make the pop culture consensus of Macho Man, not necessarily the man as he actually existed. Oh, well, that's the thing. My crossing, if I can define it at this point, Eddie. Okay, sure. Uh, so I was in the middle of a sort of heated, it was a heated battle uh, in, in Madison Square Garden. It was myself and the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, 
uh, fighting the Twin Towers, not the buildings uh, that collapsed, the, uh, the Big Boss Man and Akim, the African Dream. And the Big Boss Man, he grabbed Miss Elizabeth, my valet, threw her over his shoulder, and while Hulk, the Hulkster was being pinned down by Akim, I went racing after the Big Boss Man who'd stolen away the love of my life. As he was running up toward the gorilla position, which is the big opening that you uh, we walk through before you greet the crowd and make your way right. to the ring. He ran through that glittering curtain, because this is the 80s, I'm... I'm picturing and i ran after him i think i'm gonna get you boss man and as i ran through it what happened well i crossed over to the realm eddie Uh i wasn't in madison square garden anymore miss elizabeth was not there the big boss man was not there howard finkel wasn't there to announce the next match i was in a fantasy world and i was scratching my head saying brother 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 this is amazing. I love it. All right. Um, this will show you the diversity of the Legend Lore character creation system. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what people do you think Macho Man Randy Savage is best presented as? Well, I vacillated on this. Uh, for a while, I was leaning human and thought I'd play it safe, but I'm going to go for Orc. Oh, Okay. Uh, in Legend Law, orcs have uh, have a charisma advantage as well as the um, their their physical traits, uh, which which mark them out as orcs. And I do think that uh, the Macho Man is an innately charismatic individual, but with a certain amount of heft. Uh, so, as this is going to be his ideal self, in a sense, I think uh, an orc works well. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that brings up a good point. Um, one of the things that Legend Lord does differently from 5th edition Dungeon Dragons out of the box is that um, you do have an ability score increase trait as a, as a people, but if you choose to, you can ignore that and instead pick an ability score increase based on your class that you choose. So, mm. um, And generally, what I've done past couple times I've done these is I'll just jot it down, look at see what both of them like, and just Pick whichever one I prefer. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, uh, so, um, Matt, do you have your book in front of you? Or do you I do. Your- and actually, I was wrong. They don't have a charisma modifier, but I'm going to take an orc anyway. I get to increase my wisdom or intelligence by two and my strength by one. Uh, okay. I'm not going for intelligence. I think I've taken too many chair shots to the head. Right. Um, I think you're thinking of the uh, uh, Brazine trolls. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, a troll may have worked as well, but damn it, I'm sticking to Orc at this point. Now I'm now I'm leaning towards Pixies, though, because I think it would be funny. <laughs> Watch a man Randy Savage try to do a Pixie. Yeah. That's amazing. With the, with the hat doesn't change size, but he does. Oh, damn it. We'll go for Pixie then. <laughs> I'm going See, off the rails. You were making what I made last time. <laughs> I tried to, I would be a pixie. Um, uh, so Dixie, uh, since you and I are both making residents of of uh, Azoth, which ones are you? Um, no, Azoth's not right. Yes, Azoth's right. Yeah, yeah, Azoth is the the name of the place. East Azoth. Um, so which which people are you thinking about? I'm going to make a hair foot because hair many moons ago when we first interviewed Steffi and we asked her what she thought all of us would be, she told me I would be a hair foot. And also, I have just watched the Rings of Power, and um, the Harfoots are pretty great in that. So, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna steal Matthew's idea. Actually, I'm gonna go with the Brazine troll. Um, 
uh, because I yeah, again, I like the idea of, of them having the charisma bonus as they try to kind of fit in. Yeah, um, I do like how the trolls and um, orcs in Legend Lore specifically look. They're a little yeah. different from like your World of Warcraft trolls and orcs or your, you know, D&D ones. Yeah, um, orcs are definitely more pickish in yes. this version. And Brising trolls are covered in hair. So they're like furry friends. Right. Uh, um, uh, they're more kind of, yeah, like a, a, a Bigfooty. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like a like a Bigfoot or a Yeti or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, we each have a set of, of traits, um, which are, again, typical for uh, a D&D uh, people. Um, you know, our, our size, speed, dark vision, troll resistance, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, so we'll just jot those down respectively but as we move on to classes. Now, all of the classes in uh, D&D 5th edition are available. Uh, many of them have options that are distinctive to legend lore. Uh, ranger being the only exception. Rangers are just rangers. Uh, but, uh, for example, like um, the, the rogues have uh, a, a, a hidden shadow build, which makes them much more kind of ninja-y. Um, and uh, fighters have... Uh, Confusingly, a ranger build. They're called the, the Okoth Rangers, but they're much more uh, uh, people who protect and fight in the wilderness rather than hunters like rangers are. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there are two new classes that are distinctive to uh, Legend Lore, which are an alchemist and a gunslinger. So, Matthew, which class is Macho Man Randy Savage? Macho Man the Pixie is (laughs) going to be a monk. Oh, okay. Because I am, of course, an unarmed uh, combatant, as as a general rule, except when I've got the ring bell or the chair in my hand, but that's for special matches. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for the most part, I rely on the the strength of my fists, my knees and my elbows, and that is what I will be fighting most people with. Okay. Um, now, if you wanted to, uh, you can choose the ability scores of the monk, which are wisdom, dex, or con. But that doesn't, I don't think that sounds right for wisdom does not seem like a Randy Savage. No, well, I've already got the plus one intelligence from being a pixie. I will go with that instead. Plus two okay. dex, plus one intelligence. So, you know, I've got a, a cunning, uh, maybe, uh, that most people uh, underestimate. Fair enough. Um, uh, how about you, Dixie? I think I'm going to go with Alchemist. Ooh, okay. One of the new ones. The new ones, Because nice. it would be fun. Also because, as you know, I've had a very, very good time playing my Alchemist Jesk in yes. various Pugmire games. And so I'm just going to port some of him over into this hair foot that I'm making. And uh, one of the neat things about this is that the, the Alchemist and the Alchemist are, are pretty different in terms of how they play mechanically. Oh, yeah, totally. Um. Whereas in uh, Pugmire, the Alkalist is much more, um, here's some concrete potions you can make. This is much more, basically, you have a whole bunch of, of cantrips you can use, and those are basically where you put your potions in. And then you have uh, uh, banes you can build, which are built out of monsters and whatnot, which is neat. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's I love seeing different takes on similar classes, because, mm-hmm. I mean, as... People are probably are kind of aware of. I I wrote the alkalist for Buckmeyer, right? Um, so like for me, it was about trying to make sure it didn't get too bogged down because Pugmire is a rules lighter game. 
Yes. Um, so mostly it's about you take spells from these spell lists and then you have a few bombs that are kind of your little like fun tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also just still basically a a, a caster. Um, so that was a little bit easier to kind of handle because that was for a supplement. So I could just reference monarchies and, and, and Pugmire to say, like, right. here's your spell list. Whereas this is a whole different thing. So, yeah, I like it. In the same vein, um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Gunslinger. Um, one of the things I think neat about the Gunslinger is that uh, they actually make their own bullets. And uh, that's the first feature you get, which is bullet casting. Um, and so you can make different kinds of bullets like uh, Dragon's Breath and Overload, which does more damage, and Silver, um, which is a neat little way of kind of almost getting a spell casting vibe inside of a martial class. No, totally. Uh, so, okay, so um, we will write down our various information. Um, Matthew, do you have a book in front of you or do you need me to read you the monk information? Uh, well, go ahead and read it for the sake of the audience, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, your class features are uh, you get um, one die eight his dice as monk, one per yep. level. Uh, your hit points at first level is eight plus your constitution modifier. Uh, just for reference, at higher levels, it's 1d8 or 5 plus your constitution modifier for each level after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no armor proficiencies. Your weapon proficiencies are simple weapons and short swords. Uh, your tools, you can choose one type of artisan tool or one musical instrument. Oh. Does Macho Man play guitar? I don't think so. I don't remember that, but I could see him sh- sh- uh, shrieking into a megaphone, perhaps. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Macho Man is a bard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, was... I missed my calling. Yeah. Oh man, that would have actually been really good. Yeah. Um, so your specialized saving throws are strength and dexterity. Uh, um, okay. And for skills, you could choose two from this list acrobatics, mm-hmm. athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth. Well, while I hate to be predictable, uh, I will be going for athletics and acrobatics because that I'm seems building a professional wrestler. Right. <laughs> It makes sense. Stealth could have worked if I was playing heel, Macho Man. You know, sneak up behind you. Right. But, but as it is, I think I'm playing face, Macho Man. Well, if you're doing it during the... the um, when he's tagging with Hulk Hogan face, then yeah, definitely. Mm. Mega powers. That was the word. Thank you. Uh, Dixie, do you need information or have you got your own book? I'm getting mine already. Um, I get... Uh, Let's see. I get proficiency bonus added just by int and dexterity saving throws. I get three cantrips. My hit dice are 1d8 for alchemist level. Uh, I don't have a constitution modifier yet because we have not assigned ability scores, but once right. I do, I get to pick out my hit points and everything. Um, I have light armor, and I'm choosing my skills. It's pretty clear what they'd probably be, like medicine, nature, arcana, probably. Because mm-hmm. um, I assume that were we a party, I've, I'm probably going to end up being the healer. That if, makes sense. If, if, if we need one. That makes that makes sense. Um, so as, as for me, I'm also kind of in the process of writing these down. Um, but uh, for the uh, Gunslinger, I actually get one die 10 uh, height dice. Uh, 10 plus my column on fire again. We don't have our stats yet. Just in um, case you're a bad Gunslinger and keep getting shot. Right. Uh, uh, I have light armor and shield proficiencies, weapons, simple weapons, martial weapons, and firearms, obviously. Uh, I get alchemist supplies and gunsmith tools for tools. 
uh, dexterity and wisdom on my saving throws. And I could choose three skills, actually. Uh, so this kind of has a rogue base, it seems. Um, and so I have uh, athletics. I've chosen athletics, sleight of hand, and intimidation for that kind of gunslinger stare down. Um, I've also written down my uh, features, uh, as I mentioned, bullet casting. Uh, and then equipments, uh, our starting equipments. Um, Matthew, for you, uh, you can choose, you have a few options here. Mm-hmm. First, you can choose either a short sword or any simple weapon. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you want to like, have a folding chair as a simple weapon. Or whatnot. Uh, I, guess it, <laughs> I guess it is a very simple weapon, isn't it? The folding chair. No, I think I'm going to have some kind of, is a light mace a simple weapon? Uh, that is an excellent question. I feel like maces are simple weapons, but let me double Mine has check. equipment on the thing where it says like you start with following equipment. Right. Um, some have choices, some don't. Oh, okay. Well, I have choices. I'm going to make my choices. Yeah. Um, yes, so you had uh, Mace. Uh, Mace is under simple weapons, yes. That's what I'll go for because uh, under the Macho King persona of 1989, oh, yeah. uh, we're touched by the scepter, yeah. Um, you can also choose a Dungeoneer's pack or an Explorer's pack. Oh, Explorers, I think, you know, that would have been my go bag uh, to, to head on to the next town. It's just got a right. pair of shorts in, but uh, I'll fill it up. And then 10 darts. Okay. Um, and as a note, uh, callings, um, they actually have their own kind of equipment section, which is basically whatever you have on your person. Uh, so if you're making yourself, it's supposed to be whatever you have on you. Since we're playing uh, uh, a, a, a different person who is still from our realm, I'm going to go ahead and just say that Macho's been here for a little bit and has acquired equipment. Yeah, totally. Um, so Dixie, what equipment did you get? I got... Um, I chose a quarterstaff for okay. my weapon. I have leather armor, and I have a scholar's pack, because I had th- the choice of scholars or diplomats pack. Nice. And I have my alchemist pack, which is kind of my like spellcasting focus, essentially, the thing that I use to cast banes mm-hmm. and some gold um so yeah I, I can use simple weapons and alchemical items which makes sense and i've added all of my first level stuff to it which means i have alchemy alchemical tricks basic bane and throw anything oh nice like literally anything i don't know i'm trying to find it i'm assuming it's for throwing like my um you know bombs and potions and things right that would make sense but it, it's just one of my like basic features. It says throw, throw anything. So maybe that's somewhere else in the book. I will find it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, as for me, um, I do have some choices. Uh, I can have either a shield or leather armor. I've taken leather armor because I'm kind of leaning into the cowboy thing the more we talk about it. Uh, I could take two short swords or two simple melee weapons. I've taken two daggers. I can have a Dungeoneer's pack or an Explorer's pack. I want the Explorer's pack. And I have a... a Flintlock pistol, 20 bullets, and a set of gunsmith's tools. All the things you need for a growing gunslinger. Very cool. Okay, we are all level one, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. A hit point hit dice. We've already covered that. Yeah, we just have uh, to get our stats. We can actually do our hit points. Right. Proficiency bonus. We all started plus two for our proficiency bonus. Wonderful. Uh, we've already gotten our weapon proficiencies, saving throw proficiencies, and skill and tool proficiencies. Uh, Durability scores. Okay. Um, this is the thing I was kind of remarking on earlier is the first printing of D&D still requires you to roll ability scores and then allows you to take an array as, as right. an option. I had forgotten that. I'm so used to the array. Uh, we're going to use the array. Um, <laughs> so basically you plug your scores into whichever abilities 
you want to. Uh, scores are 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and 8. So, Matthew, where are you thinking of putting things? Could you repeat that? I got 15, 14, 13. 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and 8. Okay, let's have a look. I think it makes sense for my dexterity to get the 15. Mm-hmm. And my strength to get the 14. Uh, I hate to be... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to be physical entirely. Uh, I think when I became a pixie, it affected my constitution somewhat. Uh, so my charisma will be 13. Okay. Uh, and my constitution will be 10. Uh, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and 8, you say. Um, oh, okay. I'll set constitution as 12, uh, my wisdom as 10, and my intelligence as 8. Now, when I add my existing modifiers to that, my dexterity goes all the way up to 17. Nice. And my intelligence goes up to 9, which isn't perfect, but, you know, life isn't always that easy. And how about you, Dixie? Yeah, so I, I've already added the modifiers. So I have 8 in strength, because that is not my forte. Okay. Uh, 16 in dex, uh, 10 in constitution, 16 in intelligence, 12 in wisdom, and 13 in charisma. Amusingly, I am the least dexterous member of the party. Um, I only have a 15 in my dex. Uh, but I have um, a 14 strength, 15 constitution, 10 intelligence, 8 wisdom, yeah. and 13 charisma. I'm actually going to switch my wisdom and charisma because I want the 13 for medicine for, and, and insight so I can rank that up faster. Right. Um, I have also switched my strength and constitution because cardio, brother. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so uh, now is the point you would add your constitution bonus to your uh, hit points. Matthew, don't bother because 10 gives you plus zero. <laughs> and I know, as I say, I've switched my constitution oh, right, around. Switched. So yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've got a decent starting hit point. I always forget what all the bonuses are. It's negative one for eight. Uh, 8 and 9 is negative 1, 10 and 11 is 0, 12 and 13 plus 1, 14 15 plus 2. I don't know why I cannot remember that. Right, I mean, I just um, uh, divide, divide it in half and then subtract 5. Um, so it's like, okay, it's 14, so half is 7, minus 5 is plus 2. So 16 is plus 3, then? Yeah. Yep. Eight, 8, cut it in half, that's yep. 4, minus 5, minus 1. So that's a little way to kind of easily do that math. But if you're not inclined, okay. chart. Uh, okay. Um, I'll take it. Uh, so normally at this stage, um, it has describe your character in the middle of character creation. Uh, we've talked about this in building character, but I think I at least prefer to wait to the end, see how kind of how the, the character builds out. Like you start yeah. with concept, but usually as you put stats on, then that kind of shapes the concept, and then you finalize it at the end. That's how I tend to prefer to do it. But if you wanted to, at this point in time, you could come up with your uh, your alignments, your ideals, your bonds, flaws, background, all that fun stuff. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to equipments. Uh, we already actually covered equipments. Um, if you choose not to take that gear, you can take uh, gold pieces instead and buy. I don't think we're interested in doing a shopping trip right now for the characters. No, but I do have gold. Nah. Go me. Hey, good job for gold. <laughs> I'll melt my gold down, turn it into a championship belt. <laughs> Brother. 
so um, next is your figuring out your armor class. Depends on what uh, armor you have. If you don't have any armor, it is 10 plus your dexterity modifier unless you have a special thing. Mm-hmm. I have leather armor. I do too, so that's what I'm looking up right now. Uh, well, I have a dex modifier of plus three, so I'm happy with uh, going just around in my uh, spangly shorts. Um, for, so for leather is 11 plus dex modifier. So that'll be 13 for me. 14 for me. Um, also, your initiative modifier is equal to your dexterity modifier, so you can fill that in while you're there. Uh, weapons, um, you can calculate the damage of your weapons. I think we can kind of skip that. Um, yeah, quarterstaff is something, but I don't remember what it is. Right, but but for, for people making characters, um, on the Legend Lore character sheet, uh, there's a nice little box that has uh, name, uh, attack bonus, and damage and types. And that's really useful to write down the name of the attack, add everything together for your attack. Um, so if you have proficiency, you'd add your proficiency modifier. Uh, otherwise, it's your strength if it's uh, a, blood, uh, a melee attack and dexterity if it's a ranged attack. Um, and then just your damage and the type of damage does. It's convenient to put it all right there. Um, and then uh, at that point, official character creation is over, but legend lore has some more to do. Uh, so legend lore has some totally new concepts, and one of those is uh, your legacy. Uh, I'm sorry, your legend. Uh, legend is what your character is going to be known for. So it's a thread of destiny and fate that propels these these visitors onto their glory. Ooh. Um, and through your legends, if you uh, enact your legend, you get legend points, and you can. Uh, and also, the group has legend points. Uh, because sometimes if you get a legend point, you can devote it to the legend pool. And then you can spend those to do things like gain advantage, uh, to um, introduce a narrative element. Uh, it's kind of like momentum in uh, um, story and Storypath games, a little bit like Fortune in Pugmire games. Uh, but this completely replaces inspiration. So basically, you can have more than just an inspiration. And that's not bardic inspiration, it's specifically the, the inspiration mechanic. Right, right. Um, so it's, you're intended to build your own, but uh, you do have some options here. And uh, Dixie in, in the past just kind of looked at the options and then kind of hacked it from there. So yeah, that's that's what we did for the last one, and it worked. It worked really well. It, it worked really well. Um, so so Matthew, let's kind of start with with Randy Savage. What is Randy <laughs> Savage's legend? Well, I mean, that's a very good question. Uh, do I need to do I need to match to any existing one, or should I just describe and you'll find something that fits? I mean, either way, um, because basically, if you want to build your own, mm. um, uh, each legend has to have one positive and one uh, negative attribute. So, like, oh, okay, all not, right, not attributes well, in terms of mechanics, but like something that people like about you and some people will dislike about you. Yeah, uh, I think he he is legendary. For um, for being the cream of the crop, for being, uh, well, a protective powerhouse. When he finds someone that he cares about, he will tear apart heaven and earth to to keep them safe. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is known as almost the sanctuary, the sanctum. Uh, this is what Randy Savage will be known as in the realm, rather than perhaps uh, the Macho Man eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but with it comes a certain instability. Uh, Randy Savage has a wild temperament that can sometimes result in unforeseen uh, chaos following in his wake. So, yes, uh, harm someone that he cares about and he will protect them to the ends of the earth, but also the damage uh, wrought around his actions can be terrible. Okay. Um, uh, so that's not quite the same as Colin of Stone. It's a little different, so we can just build that out. Um, and you've identified some example of, of things that would give you legend points, which is being protect, fiercely protecting someone, um, and also tearing someone, something down in the name of revenge or, uh, justice. Yeah. Uh, you can choose, um, to skills, languages, or tools that are a reflection of your legend. Okay. Uh, to skills, languages, or tools. One of the right. languages will be, uh, I guess, kayfabe. And uh, <laughs> carny language. Uh, well, I was actually well, I, I was actually wondering if maybe performance... Oh, fine. Yeah, well, performance makes sense as a skill. I was going to go for that. Right. Uh, so that's something I gain advantages on, is it? Well, but that's um, something that you, you now have as a skill. You, you get yeah. an additional skill. Okay, so I'll take performance. I am tempted to take intimidation with it, honestly. It okay. makes more sense than being able to speak um, to all the Mizarks out well, and also, in. Also, in I mean, now that you describe it, I feel like that, that is the, both sides of the your legend, right? It's the the soft-spoken and then the, the angered. You know, it, it's the I can I can talk nice to you or I can tear yeah. you down. So, can yeah, flip like, on a dime. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like it's a good balance, honestly. All right. How about you, Dixie? Uh, oof. I think I've been like looking at these and thinking the whole time, and then I also got distracted because I realized that we didn't do our backgrounds yet. I was um, just noticing that too. Yeah, because so my brain does things like that. I don't think any of the ones in here would really fit this character. Okay, so we can, um, yeah, I think we can we'll do one real something quick. about her. Huh. I like the idea of the kind of like anarchist Bane of Ardonia, but I don't actually want to be the Bane of Ardonia. Right. Um, I do like the idea of being like a bit of a a, a revolutionary, mm-hmm. or what, what, what wanting to change things for the better. You know, just okay. kind of you're like because you know like most most of the Harefoots are pretty like chill and laid back, and ev- everyone in their society is considered equal, which is great. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think she's one of those like. I want more, you know, like I want to like, she's a, she's a, a Disney character singing her. I want song. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly like her goal would be, I guess. I mean, it sounds like it's, um, that kind of, uh, I, I hate to go back to this, but it's, I think it's good word the hope punk of, yeah, I want, I want the world to be better and I want to do that through positive deeds, but sometimes that can slide into naivety. Yeah, like I, I think that she probably walked into trouble more than she should. Mm-hmm. Like she is. She not thinks the best of people. Enough. The downside is she thinks the best of people. That exactly. People yeah. To be thought the best of. Yeah, I like that. Also, I think that that paired with Macho Man Randy Savage in a party would be very funny. Yeah, absolutely. So you get what again? You get two. Um, so you could pick two um skills, language, 
two of the options, you take two skills, uh, a language or two languages, um, and then, or proficiencies. Okay. Okay. Let's um, see. So like, for example, uh, again, I think persuasion might be a good choice for you. I already have that. Okay. Um, insight might be a good choice. I already have that. I'm going to say this is I'm why you have give... such a... Then languages might be just, you, you, made, you made a lot of friends. So you speak a lot of languages. Yeah, maybe. I got, I got I could also just take history and investigation and just be like a oh, high-end character. There you go. Um, uh, I think I will do that. The, you want to look into things. Yeah. So yes, um, I, I will take history and investigation, which means I now have every single int skill except for religion. <laughs> well, actually, now that we talk about it, I, I, I can see you also being a little more of the kind of activist who comes with, with, with facts and, and information. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I just watched Rings of Power when it was on, and mm -hmm. I did really like the character of Nori, who mm -hmm. is clearly, like, not like the other Harefoots. Like, right. she's off doing her own thing and looking things up and, you know, getting into shit. And I'm like, that's that's a fun kind of character to play with. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to modify Column of Stone, because um, that's much more kind of, of, of stability, fortitude, uncompromising will, and a lot of that fits into the kind of stoic gunslinger archetype. You're just holding me and Matthew back. You just got like one one hand on each of us. Like, right. stop. It's, it's probably necessary. Simmer down. <laughs> um, Every D and D group needs a mom. It's we true. Have decided that Eddie is the mom in this group. Yeah, should have been a paladin. <laughs> You're well, Mel, the last time. character. The reason why I didn't do it is <laughs> because apparently, in real life, apparently I'm a paladin. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Uh. I'm, honestly, the, the the flavor's a little off, but in terms of actually how I get legend points and whatnot, it's all spot on. So I'm pretty much just going to use that as written, uh, except for, like like Dixie pointed out earlier, I already have two of the options, which are Intimidation and Athletics. I already have those. Um, so I'm just going to take the two tool options, which is I'm now proficient in Tinker's Tools and Mason's Tools. So even more building stuff, which actually makes, again, I make my, I make my own bullets. I can modify things. I can, you know, lay bricks i can raise barns that all makes sense to me ah we really? get back to the barn raising role-playing game you pitched two years ago i remember it well wow. oh my god i forgot wow, about that that's entirely a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> i actually can't think of the last time we've had a pathcast specific deep cut it's been a while so well done matthew oh, thank you very much may i have an experience point sir no but yes you can have one experience <laughs> point in D, D. you can have one yes. single experience point I was thinking that's unusually harsh given the game we're about to play. I'm, 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 I, I was in story path. Like, one point. Oh my god, that's a lot. No, no. How dare you? How one dare one you point boy. means nothing. Ninety-nine to go, and you'll be well on your way to one quarter of the way to, to first level. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are going to jump back as as Dixie pointed out. Um, uh, the background is kind of buried in step four, which we glossed over. Um, so we'll just do all step four now. Um, so first is our alignments. And I'm sure there are lots of memes about this point, but I am desperately curious if I know what alignment Randy Savage is. <laughs> <laughs> Lawful neutral, clearly. Um, <laughs> I don't know um, in 5th edition off, offhand, is it a uh, nine-way split? Yep, it's, it's the, it's the, it's it's the, the traditional nine. Um, except for true neutral, just neutral now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't coming to me immediately. Uh, so chaotic neutral makes a certain degree of sense, doesn't it? But everyone knows that the person who chooses chaotic neutral is going to be a disruptive prick. Right. So 
and I say this having played many chaotic neutral characters in the past, uh, I'll go for chaotic good. There, there's okay. no way I can take the chaos out of Macho Man Randy Savage. No, uh, but I think, as I said, he he is playing face. Uh, macho man in the realm, so chaotic good he shall be. Okay. How about you, Dixie? Uh, I'm going to go with neutral good. Isn't that one of them? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with neutral good. I've played a chaotic good halfling. It's, it's, it's you know, that's that's Jane Giant's band has been mentioned many times. Um, she's fun, but I think this one is a little bit more subdued. Like, she's not quite as gung-ho and chaotic as, as Jane is. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Lawful Neutral um, because it's much more kind of gunslinger. living by a personal code. Yeah. Um, which makes sense for a gunslinger, I think. Uh, okay. Um, we have uh, uh, languages. Um, I should check to see how many languages we start with. Uh, I actually don't know. I think, I think it's part of your class, isn't it? I don't remember. Hang on. Let me I look. don't remember. Okay. This is exciting radio. So we're just going to kind of uh, <laughs> scoot on. Um, we'll, we'll pick up languages at some other points. I don't remember, I don't remember how that's done. Um, so we do have our uh, ideals, bonds, and flaws. Um, and so uh, this is basically uh, you choose one ideal that drives your character, one bond, which is one thing that you're connected to, whether it's a person, place, or event. And then one flaw, which is one thing that's a vice compulsion fear. Uh, so, Matthew. Well, mine and uh, my ideal is Miss Elizabeth. Uh, because Don't know what that means. Miss Elizabeth is the is my my uh, I guess wife and valet, and she drives me. Uh, not as in she's not a valet in that she's my chauffeur. Uh, as in she is my drive. <laughs> uh, my bond is Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> And my flaw, sadly, is also Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a massive uh, crack in the armor. But so 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 you are connected to this <laughs> idealized woman that you don't have access to, which both is your driving force and also the thing that constantly undermines you because no one can possibly live up to this ideal in your head. It does make for a rather one-note character, I will admit. So let's see if I can add a little <laughs> bit of flourish to this. Also, uh, I looked it up, and since the thing is that you're making yourself, you know whatever languages you know if you're coming oh. in from the real world. So, Which I would assume means that you and I, Eddie, speak like whatever the Azoth common language is, and then probably okay. our, our, our own people's languages if they have them. That, that, that makes sense. Thank you, Pixie. Uh, so I think my ideal is going to be to be declared the uh, fighting champion of East Azoth. I've okay. changed this, uh, you know, and but this is going to be a tall order for a pixie, but not impossible. <laughs> uh, I, I think it is. It's within my wheelhouse. Uh, my bond is Ms. Elizabeth, as we've established. Right. My flaw is I am incredibly easy to provoke. Mm. Yeah, why settle something through discussion when I could smash a steel chair over your head? That makes sense. Yeah. How about you, Dixie? Uh, for my ideal, I've chosen, I think the world can be a better place for everyone. Um, for my bot, I just put my family, because especially because a lot of Harefoots consider like all Harefoots their family. Mm -hmm. um, and then my flaw is trusting, aka naive. Which I think makes sense for this character. Yeah, okay. What about you? Uh, my ideal is that... Um... Anyone can be redeemed. Uh, if, if anyone just 
tries hard and, and follows a personal code, they can become a good person. Um, my, my bond is to my gun. Uh, if, if my, I'm part of my gun, uh, I, I, there are many I, like it, but this one is mine. Right. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, is what I live by. Um, and then this, this flaw is impersonal, inflexible personal code. Oh. Uh, so I believe in the ideals of people, but if they don't stand up to my personal code, then they're therefore not good people. And I assume Which is where that the you're law playing... neutral comes in. Right. And I assume that you're playing a Brazilian troll, you're going to have the Brazilian background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get stuff from that too. Right. Um, so and that so now we get to the backgrounds. Right. And um where are the backgrounds at in Vision yeah. They are in, in the first chapter, I oh, believe. Chapter. Yes. Uh backgrounds of each. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, there's visitor backgrounds and there's realmborn backgrounds. I've already okay, chosen mine. It's an okay, entertainer. What's your visitor backgrounds? My visitor background is I am an entertainer. I'm shocked. Yep. Yes. Uh, which means I get a skill proficiency in performance, which I already have. Um, so... so you can move that one to a different one from your other thing if you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I I so I could choose two different ones here because it says performance and perception or deception. I'm going to go for perception and deception instead. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I, I'm, I don't like having to lie, but sometimes I do, and I'm very good at telling a mistruth. Uh, I also gain one musical instrument, as we established earlier, uh, disguise kit, or any one gaming set. I think I'm going to have a gaming set with me. It's a set of uh, WWF action figures. And a, uh, <laughs> what game do you play with those? Uh, I, I smash them up against each other. So, yeah, million dollar man, Teddy, you're going to get it. And I, uh, for the entertainment of other pixies that I'm coming to know in Azoth, I'm showing them what I was like in the real world via an action figure that is about the same size as me. Uh, so, yeah, this is what I looked like here, back in the real world, uh-huh. and this fella right here, this bad cat, he's the Undertaker. <laughs> and you just I get would... me and Eddie's characters to carry all your shit around, because you can't carry it anymore, because you're too little. Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to carry gold pieces around, because they're pretty bloody heavy. They're that's basically pixie-sized gold pieces. Oh, well, that's going to do well in a human-sized market, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Yeah. Uh, Dixie, how about you? Oh, uh, I have just chosen the Harefoot city of Olerdell, um, okay. which is on the Isle of Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got proficiencies in pers- persuasion and insight from that. I have a choice of gaming set and a choice of artisan's tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get a, a deck of cards, various goods worth about 30 gold pieces, and also our artisan's tools. So I don't know what artisan's tools I should take, but... Let's figure this out. Brushes. Hmm. I guess I could be. I could paint. Oh, maybe maybe I take calligraphy so I can. Um, oh, there you go. Document things. That makes sense. That makes so sense. I, I I I'm like always like writing and illustrating things on our journeys. And yeah, and for gaming set, I do not have action figures. <laughs> I just basically that I have dice so that I can try to make money off people at bars. So so wait, Matthew has action figures. You have dice. Yeah. You can play wargaming. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's a cottage industry. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you can have maps so you can do battle maps. <laughs> you can draw maps too with your with your calligraphy. It's true. And you're going to do Bryzian for yours? 
Yes, I'm gonna do pricing for mine, um, which is uh, it's it's the troll mining uh, area. Um, they're they're very interested in trade, um, and so I get uh, persuasion and animal handling, uh, which surprisingly I did not have either of those, which worked out well. Perfect. Uh, tool proficiencies, I have uh, mason tools or jeweler's tools. I already have mason's tools, so I have jeweler's tools plus navigator's tools, which means I could basically use a tool at this point. I have just endless proficiencies and tools. None of us have lockpicks, though, so we're going to be screwed if we have to get into somewhere. That's true. That's true. Um, and then I have a uh, week's worth of rations, 50 foot of rope, a headlamp, and a pouch of gems worth 20 gold pieces. You Why didn't say much? what the rations are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Usually mastodon important. jerky. Yeah. Ico Pro, you got to want it. <laughs> I have a Definitely protein a supplement. <laughs> no, you have Slim Jims. Come on. Oh, well, yes, it would make sense for me to have Slim Jims. <laughs> and they would be easier to carry than a big tub of whey. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but it, that is, that is, that, that's it. That, that's character creation for Legend Lore. Besides character names for what? Dixie and I, at least. Yeah, where are your character? names? Oh, I don't know yet. Uh, I, I spent ages coming up with mine. <laughs> you did not, sir. My pronouns are... First pronoun macho, last pronoun man. <laughs> um, that would be very difficult to speak it of would, macho in that way. Yes. <laughs> he ma the macho. Anyway. Yes, um, it doesn't work. I'm 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 going to be a little um, uh, evocative of, of classic literature, and I'm going to call my character Roland. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing here. Yes, yes. You see what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna get Tolkieny, I guess. Okay. And I will be uh, Valeria Brandy Snap. Nice. And so one thing that's cool about Legend Lore as well is because like this isn't the first time visitors have come across. So it has infused the society of East Azoth to a degree. Yeah. So having modern Earth names is not weird in East Azoth. Also, some folks have gone back and forth. So there mm -hmm. is actually like... There's a headcanon you could do where like Tolkien got his ideas from coming here. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's maybe like a lot of fantasy authors have like been here <laughs> and been like, oh, I can write about these people. Um, and so there's like an actual group of like Bagginses maybe in in right. Azoth who are like, really, come on, we're not getting any royalties from this at all. Also, we we each want to hang out in our houses and like have like we don't want to tourists, so many tourists coming to see us. <laughs> All these tourists coming in town, huffing their weird drugs. Right? Exactly. Love it. Uh, but anyway, yes, that is that is Legend Lord Carrier Decoration. It's not a so. drug, brother. It's a weight supplement. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a very diverse venturing party, let's say. We can go I would have adventures. fun with this party, I think. It would be really... No, think oh, you'd have fun for one session. I was going <laughs> to say, I would, I would get tired of Matthew fairly quickly, but, yes. you know... Uh, also in the book, there are a lot of, uh, you know, adversaries, creatures and things, and also yes. a bunch of magic items and stuff. So it's, it's, it's definitely a really good supplement to pick up. Even if you're not going to play in Azoth all the time, it's got some really cool ideas just for D&D, &D, which I think is like, is neat. No, this, no, this is definitely, um, uh, what I like to think about is a, um, a la carte supplement where you can just take chunks out of this and just drop them into games. Um, and also... You can just choose not to use any of the crossing over stuff and just use this as a whole new fantasy world and just leave the the crossing over stuff off the table. And you have 
all, you know, all the different realm uh, the, of the realm, but I mean, like um, all the different nations and, like you said, uh, adversaries, allies, magic items. You can you could do it a whole campaign and never once cross to or from Earth. But yeah, yeah, on, the, on top of it is a really cool feature, I think. Yeah, and as we always point out, if if you don't want to make yourself, just like Matthew didn't, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. make any human person who has been put in the situation. So it, it it can be fun to play yourself, but if like you're if if you're like me and you didn't play D anD D like as an escapism fantasy thing, then it's cool if you don't want to play yourself. You know, not a big deal. Play your favorite pop star. Play anybody that you want. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so. Um, any final thoughts on the character creation? Well, nice and simple. Uh, we managed to create three characters in the course of an hour, which is mm-hmm. never a bad thing, uh, given that I've played some games that have taken multiple sessions to create characters. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I, uh, I would look forward to playing this game as well, even if my character would be irritating. Maybe I'd have to die heroically in the first session. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I will say what I said last time uh, we were doing this on building character, which is that I really like the uh, character sheet for Legend Lore. Yeah. I like having all of the skills right next to their modifiers. Mm-hmm. I think that more games should do that. <laughs> it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, and it leaves a lot more room on your sheet for writing down your like spells and equipment and stuff, which I think is cool too. Um, so yeah, I am I am very pleased with that. And yeah, it's it's really simple to create characters. Um, sometimes you know we do things a little bit out of order from what it says to in the book, and that's fine too. You you don't have to you know do it exactly as long as all the steps happen. Right. Uh, and I do love some of the visitor backgrounds. I think last time that we made characters, I was a role playing aficionado. Oh right. As my I, background, I, I, went with, I went with writer, I believe. Yeah. But, like, you, you could literally be a role-playing aficionado, so when you show up, you're like, wait a minute, I know about this, because you get meta-knowledge. Yes. Um, and I think that's fun. So, yeah. But, right, but you, there's also cool things like high school student and farmer and artists and activists. So, I mean, like, it, it's, yeah. th- th- there's a wide variety of personal experiences, but also, yes, the fact that you're an RPG nerd playing in an RPG gets you benefits. Exactly. So, you know, I am, as as always, when you do character creation, I'm like, I would play this character because that's yes. what I always end up saying. So, yeah. That's the, that's the kind of downside of it all. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I want to play this character, but no one's going to run this game for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Matthew, if people want to talk to you about your character or indeed the real Macho Man Randy Savage, where would they find you online? Well, I'm no biographer, <laughs> uh, but I can certainly give my insight into some of my favorite matches of Randy Savage. And if people do want to get in touch with me, they can do so on the Onyx Path Discord, where I am Matthew Dawkins on Twitter, while it lasts, at DawkinsMP, and uh, via MatthewDawkins.com. And you, Dixie? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, the best place right now, honestly, is probably the Onyx Path Discord. Uh, I am often hanging out in the Pathcast channel. I am around... Uh, I would love to talk about Legend Lore. I will hang out in that channel too. Stephanie Devan's in there as well. She'd like to happy to talk about things. Uh, and you can find me at Dixie Cyanide pretty much everywhere else. Um, and uh, you can find me on my website, pugstathy.com. It's P-U-G-S-T-A-T-Y with the current uh, uh, fluid nature of social media. It's just the best place to find out where my current social media yeah, accounts are. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> right. I'm around. Um, uh, but yeah, honestly... Uh, more reliably, you can find all of us on Discord. Um, we already mentioned the Pathcast channel, but it, it, the Pathcast channel is also a neat little fun subsection because much like the Pathcast itself, we often go into weird directions. So sometimes you come here to talk about the latest episode, and sometimes you end up posting transform memes on the off chance that they'll try and summon me to show up. So 
Depends on what the day is like. Uh, but you guys find all of our products at theomicspath.com. And as always, many worlds, one day.